everybody, this is Tina, again with Good Nurse, Bad Nurse, but just for a few minutes. So what I want to do is introduce Jer. So you guys may realize uh, we've recorded a couple of episodes together, and I went and Jer was kind enough to invite me to come and speak at her school, and that was so much fun. I just had a blast doing that. It was a wonderful experience, and I appreciated her so much, and today there is an organization that decided to start a campaign on Instagram for white women to turn over their Instagram accounts to black women so that to give black women a, a voice. And so I thought it was a great idea and I wanted to do the same thing, but my, the, my biggest voice is through the podcast. And so I want to turn my podcast over to my dear friend and sweet sister in nursing chair. And she has some um, awesome things to talk about. I'll be here to just make comments if you need me to or want me to or whatever but she's the one that's gonna this is her podcast today and she's gonna be uh talking to you hey jer hi so i just want to say this was like really cool i didn't have enough time to like really look into like um the whole pass the mic or share the mic thing but i just thought that that was awesome because like you mentioned black voices go unheard like just way too often and just for someone like opposite of my race or just a white woman to hand over the mic to a black woman just say like here I want you to be heard I just thought that was probably like the best thing that you could do at a time like this so to start I do want to address like the whole black lives matter thing because I think that's where sometimes people get confused and at first I was just like extremely angry to see that people can just like after we say Black Lives Matter, some of are like, all lives matter, well, cops' lives matter. And I'm just like, wait a minute, no, wait, no, we're trying to, like, stand up for ourselves for once. Like, let us be heard. <laughs> so um, Black Lives Matter is not saying, like, oh, Black Lives want to be superior. Black Lives want this. Black Lives want that. We just want equality. We just want justice. So that's what it means to say Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter means we want to just be valued, just, like, any any other person in this country it's not to say we want a lot more than anybody in this country we want to be spoon-fed or anything like that we just want value and so um i think what really sparked it which we all know it's like the the um murder of george floyd and so um i think the just the thing that woke everybody up in america is just to see like the no regard for humanity that this man had like to just kneel on somebody's neck like that was just the most degrading thing that I have ever seen in my life and so that right there I was just like no like at this point America could not say oh well they resisted arrest because he was in handcuffs so um they couldn't say oh well he got shot because of this because you know it wasn't that but just to see like I, I could not believe it. Um, so after that, I was just like, it is time to take a stand. I think America, it, it's just time for all of us to come together and take a stand. Um, and so another thing that bothers me with that is that people are so quick to say, oh, well, he's a criminal. He's this and that. And so do you guys remember from like my last, last podcast? Or I don't think I ever mentioned it. But um, so I have a brother. I have a father who had a criminal history before, and I mean, well, they have a criminal history, but I mean, now they have changed their lives, they're good people, and just because they were criminals in the past, it doesn't mean they can't be good people, and so when I hear people say that, I just, 
cannot get this image out of my head of like what if that was my brother like what if that was my dad who was killed and the only thing somebody could just bust out and say oh but he he didn't deserve that but he he had he had drugs on him and he he was a criminal in the past so in other words do you mean he deserved it because once you add that butt to it it bothers me um so i did want to just just say that and also I want to um, add that it's not something that, and I get this a lot from people of my own background, like my own color. They're always like, you know, why are y'all just now saying something? Why are y'all just now? And the problem is it's not that it's something new. It's not anything new in America. Racism exists. It's that we really didn't know how to speak up about it because um, for both ends, uh, minorities and Caucasians, we were always taught that um, basically racism was really dead in America. Like, it really didn't exist <laughs> like it used to. Um, so it was really hard to speak up about it. But I can say from my own experiences, um, racism does exist. And systemic racism exists. And white privilege does exist. And, um, so I'll start from the systemic racism so basically that is racism that is kind of like under the table racism it's not out there like how it used to be like slavery physical um slavery in america is no longer like that it's dealing with our education our housing um just different things like that the way the media is controlled a lot of that like our um for instance employment a lot of that is systemic racism where I was watching like there was some video it was saying like how for every $100 the white man taken that's $5 for the black man and so we know that information why are we not doing anything about it um so I'll share a little my own experience with systemic racism and that'll be like with housing so when I was little I want to say I was in about fifth grade. I can say this is housing and education, actually. I moved from the hood <laughs> to the suburbs um, when I was in the fifth grade. And so I saw a drastic change from education and housing at that moment. At the time, I didn't know that that's what is considered redlining, which should have been illegal a long time ago. But, I mean, it still, it still exists. And so when I was probably, yeah, fifth grade, I transferred to a predominantly white school. At the time, our school was, was divided into Memphis City Schools and Shelby County Schools, which I feel like it's still a way to keep segregation, like keep us segregated, even though it was the law was passed, we were still basically segregated. Memphis City School was predominantly black. You may see two or three white people at the school, and then um, Shelby County Schools was predominantly white. And so, um, at the Memphis City School, I was making like straight A's, I mean, if not A's and B's. And everything, I mean, I was a very smart student there. And then like within a day, everything had changed. When I transferred there, everything was harder. The books were brand new. I didn't recognize those books. I mean, this is like within 15 to 20 minutes away. We should have the same books. We should have the same education. Why are not, like, why are we not being taught the same? And so um, that, bothered me as I got older. I didn't really real. I knew it was harder, but I just didn't think about it altogether. Um, 
And so, like, I mean, like I said, everything was way more difficult than it was there. I went from A's and B's to C's, B's, and sometimes F's. And I really didn't notice, like, my skin color until I was there. I didn't know that, like, I was kind of, like, poor or whatever um, until I went to that school. And so I remember, like, my first day, that was my first week, and I was in line. I was standing in line, and a girl asked me, she's like, did you wear the same pants yesterday? And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, dang, <laughs> she noticed. Um, but, yeah, I did. But at the other school that I went to, nobody ever noticed that because, I mean, we were all the same. Whereas, like, this school, it was different. Like, people were more privileged, and um, they just had, like, so much more, including, like, the, the type of education they received. Everything was just more advanced, upgraded. And so there were, like, very few black people there, maybe like three or four of them in my class, maybe five at the most, I'll give it that. Um, but like I said, I had went from, I had attended Shelby County Schools all the way up to my junior year. And I transferred back to a Memphis City School. And boom, there was a change again. I went to, I went from making C's and B's and thank God we had the, um, the No Child Left Behind Act, which wasn't really a good thing in the long run, but I went from that to making A's again and honors classes in a predominantly black school. Once again, the books were raggedy, just, I mean, violence was there. It was just, it was different. So I had to learn to adjust to that school again. Um, so that's, that's my experience with the injustice with education. I do believe that we should not have like 15 minutes away, there should not be a difference in our books or education, like none of that, but it was. And so with the housing, when we first moved there, in our neighborhood, it was predominantly white. It was a middle-class white neighborhood. Within six months, nearly all the white people moved out of that neighborhood. And so we noticed that, but at the time, like I said, I didn't know anything about redlining until I got in college, like my first semester. But that's what it's called. And so um, within a year, all the white people were out of the neighborhood, all of them. And it became like a black neighborhood and it just, it went down from there. So it's like every time, like I want to say since 1960s, um, every time we move to like different areas, the whites move out and go to a different area. And so I learned that redlining is basically when like housing authorities or just whatever can tell like the whites that live in a neighborhood, hey, well, you know, you have black people coming in the neighborhood that's taking down your property value. So if you don't get out of this area, then your property value is going to go down and then you won't be able to sell your house. So that's what redlining is. So systemic racism exists, and, and I had to learn that not everybody knows about that. Um, and luckily, I have, you know, the, the College of Nursing, you've met them. They're awesome people. We have a really diverse population there. And so we have started having these conversations, uncomfortable conversations, but we started having them. And that opened up my eyes to realize that Yes, there are some people who are just racist, like, <laughs> they're just downright racist, but the problem is education. 
a lot of us don't know this stuff. Um, and so once we started having these conversations, she told me about her experience with redlining, which she didn't know that it was redlining until I talked to her about it. And by she, I mean, um, my, like, she's an office advisor, um, office associate, I don't know what to call her, I call her my mom, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> she's white, white mama, <laughs> that's what I call her, so, um, we started talking, and she was like, oh, wow, you know, Jay, I didn't know that that's what it was called, because she was like, my mom, um, lived in this neighborhood when we were younger, and she couldn't understand why, like, all the white people were moving, she was like, everybody left, and she was like, my dad was just like, they're just black people, why is everybody leaving, you know, and they couldn't understand, they were like that one house, the, the one white family that stayed there when everybody left, and that's what it was, it was redlining, so it's all existed even when she was little um I won't say her age but <laughs> even when she was little um it, it still existed so it, it's it's there and I think the best thing for us to do now is just try to listen to one another and try to acknowledge not try to do acknowledge that racism does exist and um it exists like pretty much everywhere and it's right now it's just time for us to just take a stand like take a stand together and for those people who think that this is about oh white people against black people well it's not it's everybody against racism like we need to take a stand and, and it's just enough is enough we experience it not just in um like housing education we experience it in healthcare, and just just everywhere and so um she had asked me what does it mean to be to have white privilege and she was very frustrated because she grew up in a like a poor area and she's like you know baby I don't understand what does it mean to have white privilege and I was like you know mom white privilege does not mean having monetary items it does not mean that you are rich or poor it's just the fact, like, I told her, for example, when I get my chart, when I go in a hospital, and say, you're a nurse, you get your chart too, Tina, and we both walk into a patient's room with our charts. Subconsciously, I'm always thinking, I'm a good person, but what if this patient may not like me for my skin? You know, and it, it's true. Some of them will just give you, like, they will show you. And you can be the nicest person. They will show you. But some of them will straight up tell you, I don't want this black person in my room. And it's the tr like it's it's their preference. But it's it's sad because why like I could I could be overqualified. I could be perfectly capable of taking care of you, but my skin? Like, really? That's it? <laughs> so, I mean, it's like it, it bothers me, but she she had no idea what it meant. So I can see on the other end, why a white person would get so offended without, like, even trying to look and see, like, what it means to have white privilege, but why would they get offended, and they're like, wait a minute, I don't have anything, and so, um, I just wanted to put that out there, white privilege is not about having money or anything like that, it's the fact that you can do the things that I would do, and, you know, I would get downplay on, you know, people would look down on me, about it. I, I told her, like, even if we both were poor women going into the store, they would look at me like, okay, let's watch out for this one. Like, she's trying to steal. 
And then with her, they may look at her like, okay, well, she's just poor. Like, let's give her something. Or, hey, you know, maybe she can't be in this store. But it'll be a more gentle approach. And it's some things that we don't even think about every day. But it, it's true. And it exists. Um, so, let's see. I have a big soapbox <laughs> for this. Um, so, yeah. Like, even with as a nursing student, um, I... I was just like getting overwhelmed because with all of this going on, like I I follow like a lot of my professors and just everybody and like I just I think like all of us were kind of looking to see okay let's see who's posting about Black Lives Matter on their page like we all were and so we didn't really see anyone doing it so I'm like okay like does my black life not matter to them like I was getting like really upset because I'm like okay I can take this school to nationals, I can take the school to, like, state, I can do all of this stuff, I am a good representative of this school, and we stand for diversity, and I'm like, what, like, what's going on, are, like, we not understanding that, and, yeah, it was just, it was really just education, um, people are just so quick to defend, like, oh, cops lives matters, and this and that, I'm like, yeah, we know that, the cops, that's not a, a race, like, it's, we know it exists. We know that that's a profession. So if you're going to say cops' lives matter, say teachers' lives matter, say all of that stuff, like, we get it. And I am about unity. I'm not about violence against police officers. I put that out there because I don't think that it's about police officers. I honestly don't. I don't think that it's, they're just the main target. I think it is power. It is racist people that cannot do what they want to do because there are laws set in place. So they are in a position of power where they can act on that. And that's the problem. We have positions, like people in these positions that didn't deserve the uniform anyway. So it's not all cops. I do want to say that it's not all cops. All cops are not bad guys. Um, but the ones who witness it are. Um, and also, all black people are not threats. And all white people are not racist. I'm about unity. I'm about diversity. But... There comes a time where we have to acknowledge that it exists, and that's the problem. It's one thing when we are just, like, we don't know that it exists, and we choose to, we, we're silent. That's a problem. Um, but also, it's another thing when you choose not to, like, try to understand. And so, um, that's what I really want for people to do is to like just try to understand start having these conversations that are just overwhelmingly uncomfortable trust me it is so uncomfortable to me to have like a conversation about racism to who I call like my nana she's 60 years old a white woman and so we may have different views on what racism is it's very uncomfortable we have to have these conversations and it's important for everybody to just use their platforms, use their voices, and take a stand. Because if we don't, then who else will? Nobody will. And also, I wanted to say that things are changing. People are getting, like, very overwhelmed, thinking, like, it'll never change. It'll never do anything. Yeah, if you sit back and do nothing, it will never change. But I can say now that, I mean, even the Confederate flag is just now being, like, banned. And I'm just like... You know, what if we did not say anything? Like, that would still be there. And 
just the recognition that black lives do matter. I mean, there are more people sticking up for black lives than there are people not. And I just want to tell people, like, stay away from the news. Stay away from the media. Like, just get disconnected from the news and connect it with, like, what you see around you. Get connected with the people, white people, black people. Get connected with them so you can hear them and not just hear them. Be receptive of what they're saying. And don't try to challenge it because one thing I can say, as a white woman or a white man, you can never tell a black man or a black woman how to handle a situation like this. So instead of focusing on the rioting, the looting, focus on why they feel so angry to do what they're doing. And this is not saying that it is okay to go around and kill people. I do not agree with that. But I'm saying instead of focusing on, oh my gosh, you know, somebody blew up Target. Well, guess what? Target is a building. As long as it's an empty building. But Target is a building. And that is nothing compared to a black life. Um, so I do want to say that just because it, like, I, I just noticed that it, it was just, it started to get frustrating to me to see, like, some of my classmates just post nothing about, like, the murder that happened. I'm like, okay, like, it's starting to make me scratch my head. Like, <laughs> what is going on, but some of them will post nothing about the, the murder, but everything about the rioting, the looting, and I'm like, what is the problem here? What is the big problem? Because it should be this life right here, and not, not, you know, a building. If America wanted to build a new target in one day, guess what? They could, but you could never get that life back, and I just want people to, to just know that, like, that is non-negotiable. You, like, you cannot get that life back, um, and so when I see people post stuff like that, I start to wonder, like, how valued is an, an African-American? And when I saw that, like, coming from classmates, I just got, like, so overwhelmed. I'm just like, I don't want to represent anymore. And so I decided to step down at one point. And, like, I thought about it. I did some thinking. And I was like, I remember how it was when I first started this program. I didn't really see a black face as a, a president. I've never seen that. But I I, st I decided to step up because that was, that, that was the problem. We needed to see more black faces taking a stand. We needed to see more black faces um, just being in leadership roles. We needed to see that. Um, so I'm going to get off my soapbox, I think I've said it. Well, I love everything that you have said. I don't want to in any way take away from your voice in this. Just to make a couple of comments from things that I've seen in, in the past few days. What I just want to say is just um, to white people who are watching this video, listening to this, when you're tempted to change the conversation or to get you know get offended or to try to defend yourself like to prove that you're not racist to prove that you're well-intentioned or what or to defend good police officers or when you're tempted to do that just what I'm trying to do is always remind myself that that's not what this conversation is about it's not and we have to keep pulling the conversation back to what's important and that is the shocking revelation that there are people there are police officers out there doing things like what was caught on camera that's one incident that was caught on camera and it can't be denied 
It can't be, it can't be just explained away. Don't get offended. Don't, don't get wrapped up in trying to make it about you. Because it's not, it's not about me. It's about the problem of racism. And it's about the problem of the culture that is obviously in within law enforcement in this country. And we need you exactly what you said, education, law enforcement, there needs to be a complete 180 done and law enforcement in this country. It's, there's a problem. And it is going to take education and it's going to take consequences to, uh, for actions, period. That's true. And I'm glad that you mentioned that, you know, it is important for us to keep talking about it. This is not like a Black Spirit Week or a Black Spirit Month. Like, this is something that needs to be pushed. It needs to be changed. Like, we need policies set in place so this stuff can stop. And we have to get like comfortable with being uncomfortable we have to have these conversations we have to know like another thing when people say like I don't see color well get comfortable with seeing color I am black like it's real racism exists so when things like this happen you can recognize that you know it's time for a change like we need justice you know that racism exists against us you know that police brutality it's, it's real with us. So I want people to start seeing color. That way, you know, we can get <laughs> to where we're trying to get. Um, also, just another thing, like, so many people who, um, they didn't understand why all lives didn't matter, just having that conversation with them and just explaining to them that this is what it means. It's, it's not taking away the fact that somebody has COVID. Like, I mean, we can all get COVID. Um, and not, I'm not trying to, like, downplay it. It's a serious cause, but that's not what we're focusing on. And also, it, it's like, why throwing All Lives Matter now? Like, where was that hashtag before? Now that we have something like Black Lives Matter, now people want to throw in All Lives Matter, Cross Lives Matter. Well, y'all should have had that hashtag a long time ago and start using it a long time ago. So... Um, that's very offensive when people throw that and say, oh, well, all lives matter. Like, no, you need to address this. So um, I do think, like, we need to start having these conversations. Everybody needs to start using their voice, and that's how we'll be heard, and um, things will start changing. Like, our College of Nursing, they sent out their statement um, the other day, and I was just so happy. Like, so many of us were relieved to see it, and they often come to me because, like, I'm like a leader um, in the program, and they're like, well, Jay, where's this? Where's that? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I can just say, like, on my behalf. But um, in the middle of the statement, I just saw Black Lives Do Matter. And that was just, like, the most relieving thing I've seen all week. I mean, really, it has been. And a lot of people just to see, like, the thread of professors, like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. Like, Black Lives Matter. It does. And so, yeah, it's just the conversations we need to have and just acknowledging that it's okay to see color. It is okay that you see me as black. I mean, I'm her, like, I call my mama white, my, my white mama. Like, <laughs> it's true. He's there. But, um, yeah, it's like we need a change. And it's, it's we're doing a wonderful job now. I just want to tell people who are feeling overwhelmed just because I, when I first, like, when this stuff first started unfolding for 
the last two weeks, I can say, I just felt, like, dead inside. Like, I was feeling, like, so overwhelmed. I was getting, like, every bit of two, three hours of sleep at night. It was just a job itself just to stand up and just say, I want to be equal. It should not be a job itself in a country that should be free, just equally free for me as it is for you. And that's why it's just like enough is enough. Like, we gotta stop. So I do say thank you again for allowing me to use your platform. Um, I've never spoke before on somebody's platform. Um, but I do want to say thank you again for allowing me to just get my voice out there and just use it because it, it feels awful to feel unheard and it makes people not want to speak up. So for you to hand over the mic to me, I feel honored. <laughs> I do. So that's it for me. That's really all I have to say about this. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out for me. Um, to me, I minor in African African American history. I know a ton of books, um, the resources um, for education on racism, history of racism, slavery, just things like that. Um, history of voting, why African Americans don't vote. I can give like a lot of information on that. So. Um, feel free to reach out and I'm one of the people that can sit and have a conversation I'm open to hearing everybody's opinions not just blacks but whites too because like you know we we see our own um we see from our own perspective like on how things are and sometimes if we and we haven't experienced it ourselves we just don't know some of us just don't know and we can't assume that everybody knows about it and they're just being racist people some people just don't know but now is the time so no excuses to be silent at this point everybody needs to know they're not knowing they need to learn to know